the 115 Fouls FPL podcast, the podcast with an unhealthy obsession with Kevin Davis and his many, many fouls. I'm Steve. I'm Johnny. And today we'll be looking back on the never-ending Game Week 19 and looking ahead to Game Week 20 and beyond. But first, it's time to bring in Johnny. Johnny, uh, first question. Would you rather be attacked by one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Uh, I think I think a hundred because if I won that battle, that would be a story worth telling. Whereas um, I just think I'd have no no chance of of just selling me going done up by one animal. That just that's not a story, is it? I'm not too sure where that question came from, Steve. I thought you were going to ask me how I was and and uh, maybe give me a segue into talking about my wonderful game week. But yeah, good good opening. Oh well, well, well we have to clear that up just to get it get it, you know get it get the ball rolling. But should we talk about the football? Um, sure. So. The uh, the big news uh, today has been the sacking of Super Frankie Lampard. Um, did mm. you expect it, John? Uh, I wouldn't say I expected the sacking because I'm always a bit surprised when managers, it, you know, even when they win a tie that's on paper meant to be, uh, you know, something that should be easier. Um, surprised they lose their job after that, you know. So going out there and beating Luton and then and then losing your job, I thought was a bit surprising. But at the same time. I do think Chelsea underperform. I just don't. I just don't. I don't look at them and think, "Oh, you you look like a, a top four team at the moment." Even though they they should be with the players that they have. So I, I'm not overly surprised. I must admit, but a shame. Never nice to see someone lose their job. Yeah, I mean, obviously, as a club legend, he's. He, I think he got maybe a little bit more leeway in terms of what was expected of him in the beginning, and um, it just seems like Abramovich has run out of patience, doesn't it? So. It's, yeah, uh, it, it does. Yeah, and it looks like we're going to get uh, Thomas Tuchel in, which is quite exciting for the Premier League. So uh, we'll talk, I guess, a little bit about uh, him later and uh, Chelsea assets. Um, but shall we talk about first of all uh, game week nineteen very quickly because we kind of talked about it in the last uh, podcast, didn't we? Um, but how did the last couple of games go uh, from when we last recorded? How have your uh, how did you get on this game week? Uh, not well. Um, in the back end, I was going into that thinking I was going to have a pretty good last couple of games. I, I had Trent uh, to play and I had Salah captain and Salah didn't start and uh, and uh, they didn't keep a clean sheet. So I think it, all in all, I think I got about four points out of that last uh, Liverpool Burnley game and and I had no skin in my in my, in my first team <laughs> first eleven for the Aston Villa Newcastle game because. I uh, unfortunately had Target on the bench, which isn't seeming all that wise now. But uh, yeah, a bit annoying. Should have booted Johnny. Uh, yeah, but there's an argument for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I mean, I think I had a better week than you, Steve. So you know, maybe we'll talk about that instead. I mean, you, you, didn't, you, you did, did, but I had no points. I had hardly any points on my bench, so it seems so, it, it was fine. What a nice, um, nice change for you because you've not managed to do that once with Suchek all year. So this is just roles <laughs> reverse. My team is finally better than yours, and I'm just going to see the green arrows continue. But no, come on, why don't you tell us how you didn't manage to break a hundred, Steve? I yeah I, I've um I failed to to break a hundred again this season. I got my best score of the of the season so far, ninety six points. Uh, Ollie Watkins looked like he was gonna um just shave me over that hundred mark, but unfortunately he um just loves being offside. It's a it's it's a long running thing this season that he just really um can't keep himself on side and seems to finish every chance where he is offside. So never mind, ninety six points. I got through in the cup though pretty comfortably. So we roll on from there. Um, are you still in the cup, John? 
No, I'm not, Steve. Um, the Rafs did me in. <laughs> he played his bench boost and he also had target. So it really was um, like open wound and a gaping dollop of salt right in there. So uh, yeah, it was it was it was it was terrible. But fair play, like he had a good team and he beat us. I can't can't say more than that. I mean, I I, I sort of always believed in Rafs eleven. You know, they they were. I just felt I had this feeling. I think they're gonna. They might go all the way, actually. Steve, like I know for a fact that we've been offline. You've been saying horrible things about Rafs, and I've had to defend him. <laughs> so Rafs, if you're out there, congratulations. But don't listen to Steve. Honestly, he's a, he's a, he's a liar, right? Um, and, and when he talks about his transfers, just just don't believe him. He'll do something else. He'll lie to you. Whereas me, I'm honest, mate. You, you deserved it. But if you win any goodies that you, you want to sort of donate to the cause, um, just remembered how humble I was. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Raps. I mean, it, it, yeah, I, I can be, I can be quite um, quite horrible in in private, but it's like to put on a facade on this uh, on this podcast that I'm a nice person. Anyway, moving on from that, should we talk about um, game week twenty? So just just as a kind of caveat to it all, uh, we've had the longest game week in, in history in game week 19. It's quite nice to come back to um, just having a normal game week. And actually, uh, there's now four game week deadlines in uh, the next uh, two weeks. So it's going to be a really busy time for fantasy football managers. So um, what's what's your strategy going into this period, Johnny? Do you, do you feel ready for it? It's going to be a bit crazy, isn't it? Uh, I didn't even realise there was that many deadlines, Steve. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, crack on. Um, but uh, I've not got any other specific plans other than maybe just trying to jam some more City players in my team. Um, and then I think I tried to do that pretty early on. So I, I made one of my changes uh, this uh, this week, which is I've put in Gundogan. Um, of which uh, a friend of ours from home who's listened to this um, gets really annoyed when I call him that and keeps telling me it's called Gundawan. But um, but I'm I'm sorry, it's just ingrained in me that I'm uh, it's just whenever Gundogan. Whenever someone pronounces his name as Gundawan, all I can think of is the Mitchell and Webb sketch where they just where the that's number Wang, and it's like that. I, I can't help but think of think of him as that as number Wang. <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, so maybe I'm maybe I'm just helping Steve just uh, sniggering like a little girl through it with me just talking about my transfers by calling him Gundogan. But look, <laughs> uh, oh, look Ilkay, mate, uh, maybe one day you can tweet us and tell us how to pronounce it because our ignorance is clearly quite rife. Um, so yeah, apologies for that. But anyway, I put I put you in though, so I clearly love you. So I've replaced Rafinha with with, with Gundogan, and uh, he's in at five point five, which is a cheapy midfielder for. For some obvious uh, injuries, hits for that midfield, um, but then look, the inevitable happened, right? Um, I uh, I got another injury in my team. I was a Vardy owner, and I had to take a four point hit. So um, I've got to got to make another transfer there. So the planning is probably for me is less about planning, but more about just being patient, right, and just waiting to the the, the, the moment I need to make my transfer because it's just I've just been hit by four points. I just didn't need to take now, right? And I think a lot of owners will be in, in the same situation as you because we've got a situation where three of the highest-owned players in the game in uh, Kevin De Bruyne, Vardy and Rashford have all uh, come down with injuries this week. It's a bit unknown about Rashford, but it looks like he's going to be out for this week at least. Um, and there'll be a lot of managers kind of uh, worrying about what they do with those players. Um, so... You've obviously gone for a very different route to maybe what any normal human being would do. 
when you've taken out Jamie Vardy by putting in, you know, the 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 legend that is Big Dave. Uh, I have. And look, I, I've done this because I believe in fantasy football, anything should be fun. And, uh, it, and, and, and my thoughts behind Dave McGoldrick are the goals that he's got have tended to be a bit big sides, actually. And uh, I just get a feeling that if he scores and I can just get, or even just get some assists, right? anything over two points, right? <laughs> I'm going to be able to rub it in your stupid face for, for, the, for the rest of time. <laughs> so look, Dave, if you're out there, I beseech you, get your goal scoring boots on, lad. I've backed you. Right, you're replacing J- Jamie Vardy, who blanked two double game weeks games. I trust that you're going to do better. Um, and you know, we all know I'm a big fan of Andy Carroll, right? Same price, didn't pick him. I've gone for you, Dave, and and I just need to rub it in Steve's stupid, stupid face. <laughs> uh, well, I'm already terrified, quite frankly, because I know what big Dave can do. I've been there. I've gone down that route. Um, he's a player who, if you've listened to any of the previous episodes, um, we know as being a very good player who just cannot finish. So I look forward to you watching that Sheffield United game um, against Manchester United and seeing the fact that he just misses three or four big chances and frustrates, frustrates you the way that he did for me. So can't wait for that. Like This game week kind of is a repeat of... Uh, about it was over Christmas. It was about five weeks ago where the, the, this set of fixtures happened. There was some quite sort of like significant results in, in it. So it um it feels kind of like you're you've got a, a little bit of a sample size to go from because you know West Brom drew with um, Manchester City in the last in this round of fixtures. Um, Leeds beat Newcastle five uh, two, which was obviously like the game of the of the game week. So it it, it, it feels like you have got a bit to go off. But who are the kind of teams that you're that you're looking at this this week and thinking? The teams that we want to be going after. Um, I'm probably looking at City um, because I feel there's a bit of value in the players there. Unless you go for Sterling, uh, given they're playing against West Brom, look, I think Sam's gonna Big Sam's gonna get him tied it up. I, I do, but it is Man City against you know uh, the, one of the teams battling for relegation. You can't can't ignore that. And um, I think the other one is is um, is strange really because. I've I've taken somebody out um, to put somebody else in for the two games that I, I fancy really, but you know Leeds Newcastle you should be quite high scoring for Leeds, but I don't know I guess I get a feeling that's that's probably not going to go the way that we're expecting, and I I feel like a, a really dross sort of low scoring game there for some reason, um, so I think Man United playing Sheffield United is is a big one for United. Uh, but we'll see. So I think, uh, look, the City game is the obvious one that stands out. Um, is there any in there that you're, you're thinking about? Yeah, I think from my perspective, I'm I'm looking at Manchester City as being the the, the side that are kind of the ones that I, I look at and think are probably going to have the most comfortable game on paper. There's also United at home. I'm I'm in a situation personally where I've got uh, I've got Kane, Son, and Salah still in my team, and I haven't made a transfer yet, and uh, I've got sort of 24 hours to make that decision but at the moment my actual plan is is not to um not to make a transfer and just to go with that on the basis that like Salah even though he's out of form in the Premier League he got a couple of goals at the weekend Spurs have the ability to take apart big teams on the counter-attack especially Son in these sorts of games so 
Um, and I got punished last time. I took, in this reverse set of fixtures, I took out Salah for KDB. KDB scored four, Salah scored eight, and scored against Spurs. And, um, you know, it was, I took it as a loss. I put Salah back in the next game week because I, I wanted him for Crystal Palace. And, you know, he scored 16 points off the bench. Um, so I'm just sort of being a bit more practical about it. I've learned, I'm trying to learn from those mistakes um, from my perspective. So actually Spurs versus, versus Liverpool shouldn't be overlooked in that sense. So, um, and at the moment, because my squad looks strong, I'm actually having to put Andy Robertson on the bench, which I'll make a, a final call on last minute. That's um, such a good point, because I've, um, I've got Trent and you've got Rubber. And uh, at the moment, I'm playing four at the back and the defender that's missing out isn't Trent, it's actually James Justin against uh, Everton, really, because I think Everton are now getting to a point where they could start really punishing teams again. Like, I think, you know, that DCL's back, um, Digne's back, Richarlison's playing, like, all their sort of service for those guys is back in that team, and it's just, I, I don't know, I don't see a clean sheet for Leicester who are playing well. And Everton are an interesting one, aren't they? Because they've just gone through a period here where they haven't played a game for a few weeks and people are probably forgetting that they exist, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a bit ridiculous, really. But they, 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 they do exist. I can I can confirm that. And uh, and actually... Thanks, Dave. Helpful <laughs> that you've confirmed that. It's a hot take right here on the 115,000 FPL podcast. This is what the, the sort of insight that we give you. Um, <laughs> Everton... Exist and they and DCL's back as you uh, as you pointed out. Um, Richarlison, I think, is is just a massive to that side. And what if he can get a run of games going, it'll be brilliant. Uh, Digne didn't didn't start in the, in the FA Cup over the weekend, so I'm not sure what his status is at the moment. So he wanted to sort of keep an eye on. But yeah, Everton interesting going forward. They've got games in hand now, so we'll be due double game weeks running forward into the next few weeks. So yeah. Um, I think they're sort of going under the radar as like a side that people should be maybe looking at if you're looking for, especially for differentials, because nobody seems to own any of the big players. No, absolutely, and like, and this is it. We we, we talked about the fact that KDB's injured, Rashford's injured, and and Vardy's injured. Most people's transfers this week are probably coming in for one of those three players, right? Because of their high ownership, that's you're just going to have to take them out, right? So. Um, you're going to have to look at people like DCL who scored in the FA Cup and is back now, who has actually, I think, dropped back down to about 6.7.6 uh, in, in his price point now. So, you know, he started the year at 7, peaked at 8, and he's dropped down by another 0.4 because that many people are taking him out. And I don't know, I, I think I look at it and think, well, you know, that guy, he's having the best season of his life. There's a real real uh, character there to replace, replace Vardy with if you're looking to replace Vardy. The one thing to say about it, though, is still he was obviously up at um, above fifty percent ownership at his peak, and he's down to sort of twenty six point six. But he he's still the third most owned striker in the game, which um, after a couple of weeks of him not playing and uh, and a couple of uh, sort of targeted um, targeted game weeks towards uh, playing wild cards and and free hits and looking at, um, I mean, obviously we, we we've both taken him out in preparation for those game weeks, so he's um, he's still doing pretty well, and I guess. He'll he'll provide value going forward. Uh, In fairness, if I hadn't taken strikers. DCL out for Va- uh, for for Vardy or Bamford or whichever one I did it for at the time, I can't remember now. I probably would have ended up playing Matt Target, so <laughs> maybe I should have <laughs> <laughs> held firm on keeping DCL. 
<laughs> he just he he brings your points in any which way. You know, it doesn't. It's not that you have to be playing in the team. You know, he just it still brings your points. He's a giver. Um, <laughs> he really is. It's a it's a TCL disco, and everyone's invited. Um, the uh, we should move on to Chelsea, really, shouldn't we? Because this is gonna this is big news. As we talked about at the top of the show about whether it's fair or not for Lampard, but the reality is this is going to be a big change for them for this season. Yeah, and definitely. Looking at their assets, they are going to attract in certain areas and not attract in others. So for, from your perspective, what are you looking at? Are, are you looking at bringing any Chelsea players in now? Because they've got good fixtures. They've got really good fixtures, especially even they're, they're playing Wolves this weekend who have been pretty poor in fairness to them, especially defensively, um, and then they've got after that they've got three or four games that are pretty, you know, easy fixtures. So, what's your plan with Chelsea, and what do you make of the of, of Thomas Tuchel? Um, what do I make of Thomas Tuchel is a different question to what I make of Chelsea from an FPL perspective. Actually, I think Thomas yeah. Tuchel is a proven good manager in football. He's he's been at two big clubs, one in Germany, one in France, um, and uh, look. I, I think he'll do a good job at Chelsea, frankly. Uh, and then after about two years, they'll probably sack him. Um, <laughs> so, you know, but, I, <laughs> but uh, look, I think he's a good appointment, right? And there'll definitely be a positive impact on that team. My issue with targeting Chelsea players at the moment is, um, is they are, I find them all a bit overpriced from an FPL perspective. Um, and the one that I probably would look at and did look at was, was Werner, right? Um you know, someone the only Chelsea player I've owned all season had a game week one and then got rid of him instantly. Um, and uh, he was because he was nine point five and because he was so impressive in Bundesliga. And so actually, if I'm looking at Tuchel, who I think has managed some really top quality strikers in his time, but has also managed in the Bundesliga with Dortmund, kind of knows what that guy's about and, and you know, the scouting that would have gone into like prepare for a game against Leipzig. I think maybe he's someone that could benefit from it, um, but I'm just not too sure about Chelsea players at the moment. They just, they just seem the defenders just seem overpriced for the amount of clean sheets they get. There's just t- too much rotation in 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 the top end of that uh, that team, and they're all quite expensive to own. So um, I, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not lumping on anyone regardless of fixtures just yet. But I think if I was taking a Punt, which you know I love, I think Werner would be my choice for a high price striker. How about you? Um, I think the big, the big thing for me is actually about who I don't want in a in a strange way. I think it's easy to explain kind of how I do who I do want off the basis of who I don't. Um, so I, I, just looking at Tuchel's um history with fullbacks. Um, ben Chilwell's obviously the the second highest owned defender in the game at the moment, and traditionally in in Thomas Tuchel's sides, the left back in particular is basically a, a, a more of a defensive minded left back rather than an attacking forward. And actually, when you look at um, the stats under under uh, with PSG this this season under Tuchel and um, and last season, and then also like back at Dortmund. So they bought in Florenzi, who would who hadn't got a single attacking um, contribution to either Valencia or Roma uh, the previous uh, the previous season, and is maybe not considered to be like the the best attacking fullback out there. 
And then you look at Kazawa as at left back, who really isn't an attacking fullback. He's 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 much more of a defensively minded fullback. Um, and then back to the kind of the Dortmund days, you look at Schmelzer, who who's become more attacking in recent years, but his numbers at the time during during Tuchel's reign were were not attacking minded. And Piszczek was had one attack, fairly attacking season, one not. So there's a lot to read into there. But essentially, what I'm saying is, I, I, the way that Tuchel likes to play, he, he he enjoys playing different systems, but he likes a flat back four, and he doesn't utilize fullbacks in the same way that we've seen Chelsea do in this season so I would imagine that he would probably prefer Aspilicueta to James I would imagine that he'll ask Chilwell to do a very different job to what he's doing right now in that side where you often see him making touches in the box so I think in terms of attacking returns I would not be looking at those fullbacks at the moment like they would be an absolute red flag for me but on the other hand to say that a lot of that width and a lot of that creativity comes from wide players in those sides and when you look at obviously the Di Maria's the Mbappe's who have played in you know wide and central roles for for him and um, the, the attacking returns are incredible especially from open play so it's gonna I would imagine it'll take some time but in terms of the rejuvenation of Chelsea I would be avoiding the fullbacks right now but I would be looking at maybe someone like Pulisic or um, or Werner so that's a very long-winded answer, but essentially... I was about to say that, Steve. You basically just spoke for ages about why I was right about Werner. And mine was just basically a bit more like the guy managing Bundesliga, I might jam in Werner, and yours was took about 25 minutes uh, and uh, also about three days of the research. So, uh, you know... Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad we came save, to the same, same conclusion save, anyway. Save yourself a bit of time and just go with me in the future. It's, it's easier. <laughs> just like. listen, listen to Johnny. He knows what he's talking about. He just doesn't understand why. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that, Steve. You know, rather be lucky than good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's definitely been the case so far this season. Uh, <laughs> moving on swiftly before Johnny tears me to pieces. Um, so we we on this podcast, if this if you're a first time listener, uh, every game week we do a set of predictions um, for the games each week in terms of what we think the score will be. Uh, we have been recording these now for the first two weeks um we're not going to go through every single score from game week 19 because it'd take the the you know the, the world of time to do so um we'll just go and basically do a quick overview um johnny do you want to do you want to explain how it's gone yeah so we've got um five points for the correct uh score two points for correct result and in true fantasy football style you get one point for being a, a goal away uh right so um Steve won the first one, seven six in points, and based on the last two fixtures, it was strange. We went into the last two games this game week thinking it was going to be quite funny because we were both on twenty two points, and I'd guessed one one in the uh, Liverpool Burnley game and managed to put myself a bonus point for that being one away, and uh, and and Steve, but then Steve came back and got a correct score with two nil for the Villa game. So the the standings at the moment is twenty seven twenty five for last week with Steve three points ahead. So. I could do with a couple of uh, correct results here to get me back in the frame of things. Yeah, it was a pretty close game, wasn't it? Obviously, with two games left to go, we were both on twenty-two points. So, um, what was uh, what do you reckon were the best uh, best shouts this week? Looking at um, who we predicted, best shouts uh, probably are mine. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go with um, you, Man City versus Palace. Uh, the result was 4-0. I guess 2-1. So I got, you know, 
two points for that. Um, but the best shout there was Steve didn't guess, so that was a, that's a free hit <laughs> for Johnny. Uh, so for those of you that I should didn't be play... further ahead, surely. That's so, <laughs> so, so for those of you that didn't play your free hit, Steve should have done there because I got mine. It was great. Um, uh, I think I thought we'd know it would be an actual score in the Man City, uh, Man United Liverpool game, but um, Steve managed to pick that one as a draw. So well done, Steve. Um, but yeah, I think the bigger ones are probably me thinking that Liverpool weren't going to get um, three points at Burnley, and um, and yeah, I think I think that, uh, I think that's probably the standout ones. But but uh, yeah, so look, well done, Steve. You edged it on a on a, on a good Villa Newcastle game. But um, but yeah, I think probably what happened there is I guess three one first, and you just thought I can't go the same, so I'll go two nil. I think you just got lucky here, mate. But. Hey, moving on. Right, Steve, let's just dive in and you can tell us how, uh, I'm, how right. I'm going to beat you this week instead. So let's let's, let's start with, uh, let's just do this in, in chronological order from, from when the games are going to happen. So let's go for the first game first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crystal okay. Palace versus West Ham. What do you think the score is going to be? I think West Ham are going to win it and I think it's going to be 2-1 to West Ham. I have gone for exactly the same score. Oh. Which is a nice boring start to <laughs> our yes, predictions. Yes, yes. Yes, um, yes, yes. So second up, we've got Newcastle versus Leeds. What do you think the score is going to be? I'm going to say a Saturday soccer shocker, as the soccer AM guys would say, uh, and go with two nil to Newcastle. Are you predicted that Newcastle are going to get a result every single time that we've uh, done this? So I'm going to have to be right once, Steve. <laughs> I've not done, gone for that. I've gone for three-one Leeds. Uh, yeah, uh, Southampton versus Arsenal. Uh, right. Uh, okay. What have we got? I'm gonna go with uh, one all because uh, watching their game in the cup, I think that's reasonable, and we shall see. I've actually gone for the same result as in the cup because Arsenal don't like scoring very much, and Southampton are all right. So yeah, one nil, one nil Southampton. Uh, West Brom versus Man City. Uh, I'm going to go with what we last week, and I'm going to say four nil. I think uh, I think it's coming. I'm going to go two nil Man City. Two nil. Um, two nil. Yeah, I, I I sort of think that game hinges on how early the first goal goes in, and um, we know Allardyce teams just like to like to sit in for a while. Don't Maybe we're so. being stupid. Sammy AJ is probably going to score another another cracking goal. <laughs> Um, and it's going to be mad, but um, but anyway, yeah, fair play. Uh, Burnley versus Villa. Right, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my second one all. Uh, I think it's going to be a one-one game. That I'm gonna go for the the, the Villa title charge to continue. Uh, Villa one nil versus Burnley. Ooh, right. Sean Dice would have you. Um, <laughs> the croaky bugger. Um, the croaky croaky bugger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chelsea versus Wolves. This is a, this is a big one to predict because you don't know who, who's going to be in charge or who what the team's going to be. I'm going to go. I've written two scores on my hands um, for this because I wasn't too sure. So Steve, um, left hand or right hand? What do you reckon? <laughs> Let's go right. All right. So I'm going to go two nil Wolves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other hand had Chelsea two 0 so I just, I just didn't know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, you know what? I'm going to put this out there. If if it's two 0 to either side, and you, we go. If it's two 0 to Chelsea, I'll give you a point. I'll give you an right. extra point, about extra bonus because extra bonus point. Nice, like it. 
<laughs> I've gone. Uh, I've gone for three two to Chelsea against uh, there because I just think neither team seems to be able to defend. And uh, you know what I, my feelings about Edouard Mendia. I think he's Steve. just a, a terrible keeper. Yes, fair. Right. And to be in, 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 in transparency and in fairness, right? If it's three two Wolves, you're not getting anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you know it's uh, that my my extension of of uh, goodwill has just been absolutely thrown back in my face. But never mind. Yeah. Um, Brighton versus Fulham. Brighton versus Fulham. Oh, uh, right. I'm gonna go with a, a, a more pay goal, but a Fulham response at two one. So Brighton to Fulham one. Okay, I've gone for the nil nil. It's um absolute thriller, but yeah. Nil nil. They're two good defensive sides. Uh, Everton versus Leicester. I think uh, Everton are going to win three one. I've gone Everton two one. I think that you know Fardy's out. Everton are good. Let's um, go to Man United versus Sheffield United. I'm going to say we're going to batter them three nil. I've gone for three one. Um, obviously because United always concede a goal first before they start scoring. So only away yeah. from home. Yeah. You know, so. Just like, should we have? Should we? I want one thing. We should have a quick chat about as you're a United fan. Um, just and from a fantasy football perspective, Luke Shaw. Can yeah. we just talk about how good he's been? Honestly, he the guy looks so sensible, like, which is not a word I would use for Luke Shaw a couple of years ago and stuff. But he is just thriving at the moment. He's doing so well. He's he's. Great, like, and actually, like, I, you can see the confidence that he's, he's putting into the other players that play to just a, just a side of him and ahead of him. And most of our creative players coming out on the left hand side, he's, he's looking great. And, and from an FPL perspective, by the way, he's 4.8 at the moment to own. So, um, yeah, look, and by the way, like, the corners that he put in in the FA Cup game. Like one of them should have gone in, and so he's he's taking corners as well now, which which is a real assist asset, isn't it? Because that is going to come off, right? Yeah, the set the set pieces like he's been delivering some decent free kicks from sort of like the, those deeper areas as well, and I think you know, without going too far into it, United at the moment, if they don't have Rashford, they're going to have Cavani in that team, and we saw how good he is with his head um, against Liverpool with him hitting the post and the position he got himself into. So I think he's he's a real He's properly on my radar. Is um, is Luke Shaw? It it could even be the fact that I transfer him in this week. So, yeah, definitely keep an eye on him. He's he's looked like the guy that um, everyone thought he was going to be before Jose Mourinho ruined his confidence. <laughs> so. I just think like I think if you're one of those people that, um, who uh, are trusting of Man United back line, um, then 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 go for him, right? And. And, uh, and and I I'm starting to get more and more confident about back line right as a as a fan, um, but I understand there's maybe other teams with better stats out there. But what I would say is that like, you know, when Wambasaka first came into United and even this year he's had probably the highest ownership out of Man United defenders right in terms of his price and the fact that he's gonna he's guaranteed a start and all that sort of stuff. Luke Shaw is not only cheaper, but he's definitely more likely to get you points based on his influence in the third half of the pitch uh, the opponent's third half right it's um, uh, and third it, uh, half uh, I, 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 I literally just caught myself saying third half and I was just <laughs> like oh please don't say it first Steve um, but, um, but the uh, 
the final third of the pitch is what, what I meant. But um, look, oh, I was making a really... I get, I get it now. Okay. I was making Carry a really on. serious point there, Steve. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I do these so so infrequently that, you know, you had an option not to ruin it. But, of course, look, you pile in, you know, be your typical self. And, look, I mean, you, you, you're, just not, you're just not nice to me sometimes. It feels a bit, you know, downtrodden. Um, but, you know, I did make a mistake. So, so fair play. Um, but, uh, no, look, Luke Shaw... If you're thinking about Man United defender, I think he's the one I'd be going for. But Alex Tellers is fit, so he's going to miss the occasional game. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit, a bit of a bit of rotation risk, but he he's he's proving to be maybe one of the best left backs in the league. So lots of things to think about. Um, let's move on to Spurs Liverpool. Right, I'm gonna go for a uh, a non Liverpool recovery, and I'm gonna go one one. I'm going to go for 2-0 Spurs. I absolutely love that. Um, <laughs> absolutely love it. Um, good. Over uh, there. Yeah, that's it. That is all the fixtures. Like Spurs versus Liverpool on a Thursday night. It's going to be very exciting. Um, and yeah, that, that's a, it's a good it's a good, uh, good game with this week. It's a lot, lot going on at the moment in football. And um, apart from the, as we've said before, the transfer market is dead as uh, a dodo. So... It's uh, it's good to the fact that there's a uh, there's a lot of football going on. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it'd be nice to sort of watch a bit and uh, you know not not worry too much about you know all the craziness of uh, double game weeks and stuff. Now just you know put in my transfers, sit sit, sit back, and uh, watch uh, McGoldrick go wild. Well, just you wait. Honestly, it's uh, it's gonna be he's gonna blank like there's no tomorrow, and we'll. Build towards the wonders of potentially double game week uh, twenty six, which is going to be pretty huge off the back of this in in February, and then we're going to have got like a blank game week twenty nine, which is is still unconfirmed because of the FA Cup um, and particularly certain sides. Not Arsenal losing to Southampton is is really kind of put a cat amongst the pigeons. But if you want to find out all that information, uh, just go to our uh, our Twitter at one hundred fifteen fouls FPL. Um, and our Instagram at 115,000FPL podcast uh, to see more information about that because it would take me an age to explain, probably as long as it did to explain uh, the uh, Thomas Tuchel uh, fullbacks um, situation. So, yeah, you don't want to hear that again. No, uh, if you ever go to the pub with Steve when they're open again, um, it takes the same amount of time to get uh, around in as well. So, uh, yeah, good good luck with this getting any better. I've had years of this sort of uh, mumbling on not getting my beers and listening to that sort of stuff so yeah there you go look i i'm 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 as as generous as they come when uh we get to the right pub <laughs> with the right beer prices <laughs> that, is, that is a fair point it's a very fair point um good all right well that's uh that's about all we've got time for so it's been a, it's it's been exciting. Um, yeah. So game week twenty just around the corner. Um, we should probably uh, give a, a quick uh, shout out to our uh, our good pal, shouldn't we? As he's uh, as he's not been spoken about much today. Um, Kevin Davis, uh, the inspiration of the podcast. Uh, on the base, he committed one hundred fifteen fouls in one season. This is why we're called one hundred fifteen fouls podcast. Um, yeah. If if you're listening, Kev. We'd like to meet you. Come on, come and have a chat, and uh, uh, yeah, get in touch. You know where to find us. Yeah, absolutely. Big care, big love. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much, everybody. Um, I've been Steve. 
I've been Johnny. And we will see you at the other side of Game Week 20. Have a good one, everyone. Bye-bye.